have to go for this. I know every part of me, but there's a strong part of me that doesn't want to because it's a guaranteed death. Like, there was a 96% guarantee of me dying if I'm good for murder. Yeah. Like, it's not 100, but it's pretty up there. Well, it's like Michael said, familiars can always technically be resummoned. It's just, I would say there's not a super big chance that it's going to be the same, you know, that's going to be Agent Cavers. But, it could be. Alright. Give it to me. Okay. I don't want to sit here any longer. And the thoughts all I even put in my head, and I really do want to see the familiar. Most. There is some issues here. What's up? Well, for starters, it doesn't have the um, things on here that lets me write down stats. Oh, yeah. Two, it doesn't have uh, luck points on there at all, like any mention of it. Not every, or I think originally, not every class had a uh, luck move special. No, no, there's no luck points on the sheet at all. So we'll just have to write them in. <laughs> if, if you want a luck point special, um, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can already guess what I would give you. <laughs> ah! <laughs> every time you get a luck point, you get one more death luck. I automatically can be at my master's side. Which is, um, it can vanish into the ethereal plane. My essence is stored in an effect of my masters. Okay. <laughs> I can act as a scroll component. I can also take Michael's combat magic. Oh yeah, I forgot. I can not only act as a spell component, but can Margaret a plus one when she does so. Hmm. That's what that means. Does Margaret do magic a lot in this version? Um, I'm gonna keep the same class. I'm just gonna bring the stats back down. So, uh, the science guy. Oh, so. no. That's a no. No, it's, it's, it still uses the plus weird. Well, that doesn't really act that way. It specifically is spell component. Um, but when your master uses Yeah, magic. she doesn't use spell components. That does make it a little easier to pick, though. I'm going to take 1,000 faces as well. Oh? I can take any living form I desire with a reasonable size. I guess the bad question is, what kind of familiar with Margaret like? Because so, we're bonded, so. Canonically? You're bound by a magical contract. I mean, she made a contract. So, do you mean, like, what creature or what, like, like, are we talking mundane animal or what you actually what kind are? It specifically says choose what kind of creature you are and pick two legendary okay, and decide so, to only access so that form. So, depending on what what kind of creature I would probably pick, I would go around for, for what I think they would have. Like when my brain went, what is Dr. Robinson? And why they can't ask that question. I don't know. There can't be two Dr. Robinson. Can't be two Dr. Robinson. Well, there could have been, but I said no to that class. Um, so, I think you really got like your pick of what you want to do as long as it isn't like inherently demonic. Well, no, I got what I want to do. It's the creature that's the thing. That You said not demonic, and that takes care of one suggestion, which is literally. Was high demon? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna say fate too. No fairy gold. Because that's all you take. Yeah. Other than that, I will tell you what we have. Okay. For the suggestions the Jin, mm-hmm. Mermaid, Ashura, Phantom, Dragon, Hydra, Wild Hunt, Shinigami. The ones I said no to are greater being unicorn fairy gold. Okay. 
I know Margaret may or may not be pure, but still. <laughs> I'm not virgin. You're not! Walks out of the game. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's funny. Uh, 1999 Unicorn Woodwork. Um, I guess Phantom is pretty nice. Um, just as a concept. But, it, like, Hydra could also work. Phantom, like, fits it. Like I said, these are just suggestions. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe it took me so long to remember. Um, there, every character has um, mythical ties. Yeah. Not necessarily always physical, but that's what the code names are. Got it. It's, 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 it's a. It's a <laughs> I'm trying to remember what I made, Alex. Actually, if I remember, I'll I'll find it. But um, Margaret specifically has a lot of uh, Phoenix. Uh, adjacent terminology like it's on her uh it's on her pocket watch um and that was the whole idea with her uh getting shot and having some of those remains turn to ash instead of just decomposing all right um so i'm gonna let you know this and we'll see if i can get some some with that okay now automatically i should take elemental and it should be fire but that seems like a necessity doesn't it yeah, just keep Pick two legendary tools. I picked elemental for one because it fits. Yeah. Okay, so uh, this depends on how you want to play your um uh your familiar, I guess. Do you want to be? Because I like I'll, I'll be honest. I like Reaper. I like Trickster, and I like um I'll say Spectral. That's not the only ones that I like. My favorites have got to be Those three. Reaper and Trickster. All right. Leap it kind of makes sense though, I think. Come outside and talk to me for a second. Bother, bother. That's mine! Mine! Oh. I'm sorry, but the familiar thing is a two-day street, so I have to ask you these questions. Because I'm not done either. Yeah, I got more. Okay. More questions. Hmm. What kind of behavior restriction should I have? Something I cannot do. Let's see that. Pick a substance I'm weak to or distance. I don't want to do the distance one. I'm a fucking baby. Well, I want to do this one. So I want to do the behavior one. What's something that would be interesting to implement? Hmm. One thing I cannot do. Example, some examples are lie, practice for being attacked. Personal reasons, I don't want to do the don't heal kill humans. Maybe I need to. Not being able to lie sounds like fun. Not being able to lie does sound like fun. It, well, it had to have me pick a weakness. Oh. Uh, I wanted to do. I didn't want to do vulnerability because it's basic. Yeah. I didn't want to do distance because I'm a fucking bird. Yeah. That's too much of a weakness. Yeah. So the only other one is behavioral restriction. Whoa. So let's pick one thing I can't do. I have no reason to lie to humans. <laughs> I have no reason to lie to anyone. I'm a fucking bird. Fucking bird. You I'll tell me your secrets, and that's your fault. I'll tell them the secret. I'll, t I'll tell the truth in bird speak, so I'm not lying. <laughs> Gotta think of ways around it. I guess I will have a white. A wizened face? 
Uh, Scary, comforting, beautiful, wise, and beautiful for choice. You don't have to go along with those if uh, they're limiting at all. They're not. They're actually, they're actually quite more open than all the other suggestions you bring on. Like this one, it looks like they put a lot of effort into actually like, put, putting these features and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, at least now you're not um, Margaret's cat. Although I guess I could still be their cat. You could any still living be, form. You could you could still be a ginger cat. <laughs> I specifically picked cows and faces. Any, any living form. With an appropriate size. Skin. You can't just be a Tarasque. Uh, yeah. I can't wait for Cody's first action of the game to be bite Scott Callahan. Bite his balls! Fight him, set him on fire! Well, if I'm a cat, I would scratch them. <laughs> I, I claw in. <laughs> oh, no, you hang there. He's running around the office, I'm holding on. <laughs> I want to have ferocious eye. Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm gonna pick Ferocious Eyes, but I like the Burning Eyes thing more. That's fair. Okay, now for the part I actually needed you for. Yeah. We're not gonna do the histories, right? No. Okay. In that case, yeah. You guys don't know each other. At least the YouTube don't know each other. Find the like, like a powerful pet. Wait. wait. <laughs> I like some of these histories. Oh. This one's rather easy though. They are your master. Yeah. Alright, the bar the bonds are debt, inheritance, love, partners, bound and prey. I will let you read the read the bond thing. Okay. It's just easier than me reading to you. Oh. So what this is gonna depend upon is I imagine you're pretty intelligent, like as as a character. I'm in the smarts. Thanks for adding that as a character. According to my college degree, though. According to your college degree. Um, I am the smartest in our group. I don't know which one I want to do. Because I do kind of like the, um, you are hoping to extract a price from them that they don't know they will have to pay. But I also do just kind of enjoy... Um, this is my cat. <laughs> like, yeah, you're way smarter than a cat, but the idea of just smoking, like, so many things go after all of you guys' characters, uh, to the point where it extends to the NPCs, no one's safe, and it's just, like, a great big scary firebird that's, like, ready to go, and it's like, alright, what do you want from Margaret? I'm Mr. Cat. <laughs> I want nothing. I want treats. I want belly rubs <laughs> and then I will scratch your hand and you will accept it <laughs> every day every time falls for it every time the fool the mortal fool look at me I am so fluffy you want to pet me fool <laughs> okay so the bond is we're gonna make a different bond because mechanically this doesn't do anything. Okay, yeah. So mechanically, the bond is cat. At some point, you domesticated yourself. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you don't have your own independence. And it allows you to be as sassy as you want to be. Why, you ask? Because cats get away with everything. Cats get away with everything. So, 
<laughs> Sorry. No, you're okay. I laughed though because you said the cat thing, and then I remember the part of the thing I thought about it, which is you are a domesticated cat, and I like the idea of that is the mutually beneficial professional arrangement. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So how did you um how did you do with uh, your spellsing? Uh, it's all over the place, but that's because I, w- I want to be able to see different aspects of the character sheet at all times. That's fair. So, we're going to start with uh, oh, a couple, couple people having just arrived. I would say the last part of what looks like a gathering on the island of you. Um, oh, Michael. Uh, yeah. It's E-W-E. Oh, you. Um, those of you uh, traveled by ferry. Uh, this is the last ferry that you were able to take. Um, you were almost too late to make it. And uh, when you get on there, uh, get off the ferry and onto the island, um, you make your way onto a, uh, a kind of a windy path. There's a good deal of it, actually. So everyone on this island has at least one thing in common, which is um, they have some connection. Uh, some way or other to um, the various departments that exist within like public sector most of them it's not all Department of Energy uh, there are some like external companies outside consultant groups um, this is very bunch, bunch of people you guys don't really remember recognize um, I'd imagine you don't recognize like hardly any of these people uh, like your character Michael but uh, as you make your way up, uh, you see two things. Um, and the first thing I'll ask, um, are you guys sociable? Because I, I kind of know um, specifically uh, the, the group that you circle around. Um, what's your character's first name? I didn't give you one. Get back to that. What's my last name again? Cavers. Uh, Mr. Shoemaker. Consider yourself a social person? Yes. Okay. How old are you exactly? Seventy. Seventy? Okay. Um I apologize. Hmm. I'm Lucy Cavers. Oh <laughs> shit, I like that. Um I don't know why I felt like elves the appropriate first name for if I was a guy it was Leon Cavers. Oh you didn't you didn't remember. Um Funny enough, uh, the fake name that Margaret was using at Yale was oh, Lucy. This is this funnier. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Waving that death flag. I'm gonna hand him out like candy. <laughs> My goal is to collect them all. Um, so um, uh, your name is your character's name is Edward Shoemaker. Yes. Um. You say he's like rather sociable. I imagine he's kind of a pretty good at making friends. Um, everyone wants to be nice to him, you know. Uh, can you? Um, we're gonna we're gonna wait on how you describe your character. Um, there is a tour guide that points to essentially what is the largest structure on this island as you guys all walk up this uh, hilly, uh, lush green kind of uh, area that inevitably slopes upward um and the biggest thing that you guys see are a bunch of goats looks like small game but mostly 
really big, fluffy sheep. Friendly sheep as well. Am I the cat one? Um, this is very important to me right now. Because it will change reactions depending on what happens. You... It depends. You were just traveling across a sea. Like a large body of water. Yeah. I'm a cat. I have to pay for a ticket. Okay, so you probably were a cat. <laughs> um, Take a cheap from what? Well, if you want to get really specific, Margaret literally just could have walked on the ships and come. And I would have just shown up. Yeah. So um, you got to stay uh, with uh, specifically Agent Shanae and Callahan. Scott, with which uh, I don't know what kind of relationship you've had. He with gets hurt every Scott time Callahan, he tries to flirt. But, like, he, um... <laughs> Scott Callahan is the one who flirts with the director before, right? Flirts, yeah. Yeah, he gets hurt every time he does that. <laughs> so you guys have a bit of a tenuous kind of, like, Liz and Garfield kind of uh, friendship. I'm going to meow towards the sheep, by the way, because I can speak to animals and magical creatures. Okay. Uh, I'm going to meow to them and, in other yeah. words, ask them, How are you so fluffy? <laughs> Chance to figure out who Scott is. There's a, uh, a 
pair of hands that come down and just kind of pick you up by your midsection. I do the, I do the cat thing. And it's, <laughs> you do the cat thing. Uh, and Margaret puts you on her shoulder and she says, are you getting in trouble? <laughs> Aggressively nodding. Okay, all right. And pointing uh, to Scott. Uh, well, I was going to say, you, you, you pointed Scott. Scott's already looking at you like, <laughs> did we have to bring her? And she's like, well, she doesn't get out often. Scott, Scott just kind of looks away and says, all right, whatever, you, you baby her too much. And it's like, oh, she's adorable, look at her. Fun fact, I can do four harm and burn everything around me in this form. <laughs> <laughs> and I can do it in the big one, too. <laughs> Everyone goes up to uh, a large uh, double door opening to a uh, very tall, very archaic stone essentially a tower. Um, it's got some furnishings on the outside, some windows, those kind of like alcoves that come out a little bit to give it that shape. I would say maybe even like towered rooftops, carnival-ish, they've got a little bit of flair on the top of them. Uh, for the most part though, it appears authentic. It doesn't seem to be that restored, it's just in good condition. And you guys get to the front of the double doors and somebody uh, walks up to like walk up to them because um, they're closed and they try to uh, open the door uh, so like this guy takes like a good like couple seconds to kind of yank on a little bit you hear other people just like okay man you, you want you want to get he's like no no I got it I got it I got it and he braces his feet and he kind of pulls it back I'm gonna cat um, laugh <laughs> I don't know how a cat would laugh but I do he says, uh, uh, it's, uh, it, it feels like it could open, it's just stuck. I don't know if we should knock or something like that. This is where the, the guide said to open it, with which anybody can turn and look around to see that the guide is no longer there. Um, but as everyone is just kind of waiting, you hear, uh, you hear a couple little bit of footsteps, um, as you can see, uh, and, and Scott will walk past you guys, actually, um, and he'll come up and he'll attempt to, uh, help front of the door. I'm going to roll and I'm going to use dice dice because I know it would make him upset. Because I'm rolling for Scott Callahan. <laughs> uh, it's a six on the dice. Uh, so that would be a mixed success. I'm not going to give Scott Callahan a zero to tough. But it's not a three. Well, even, if it, even if it was a three, it would be a Scott success. Scott one two T or two T's for him? With two T's. Good job, Scott. <laughs> Every time Scott Callahan rolls, he doesn't frown. We keep testing him. That. That's pretty good. So, the door budges for the most part, although um, it still takes kind of an, an embarrassing amount of effort. Um, but one of the doors opens, uh, and you guys come in to it looks like a, a hall, like a lobby that is uh, completely dark. It's got that classic staircase that you see in mansions you know the one against the back i don't need to explain it uh it's got this uh light thin red velvet carpeting that uh when you guys come in it's just for a moment but mr shoemaker if you could roll me a different kind of plus sharp this is grandmother's room <laughs> 10 on a 10 um you feel it 
And um, I would imagine more experienced magical users would also probably feel it. What about me? But you come in initially. If you want to roll a uh, roll a plus sharp again. Somehow I managed to roll the exact same thing. A six. All right. Um, I'm busy. Okay. Uh, Mark an experience. These rolls are boring or boding poorly. Not only, uh, and it's as you guys are coming in, I would say, uh, you three, but, uh, as you, uh, as you make your way in, and maybe it's because of the new senses, you know, you're, you're kind of excited, you smell something kind of funny, um, new area, cat, cat senses are all going, not only do you not notice the shift in the feeling in the air, uh, when everyone gets in, you also don't get to notice, uh, when Scott is done, Margaret come up into the door and say something very softly with just Scott going, oh, thanks, I appreciate that. But you're too busy being overwhelmed by all of your senses. I to... sneeze. <laughs> you, sne- you sneeze. It's adorable. Um, you don't get to bully Scott in that moment. Um, yet. We got three sessions. I'll get them once. Mr. Shoemaker, you're aware of how um, the elements correspond to spiritual patterns? especially when it comes to attachments to buildings. So when you come into this room and it's about the, the temperature of a wine cellar, you're not too surprised. Um, but two things that may be of note is that, uh, one, that temperature changes extremely quickly. Um, usually, in terms of presences, it is the dropping in temperature that signifies some sort of spirit. This is an increase. It goes from a wine cellar kind of cool to a soft, comforting, hearth warmth. Uh, the blink of an eye. Um, and you seem to be uh, the only one who has noticed that increase in comfortability because everyone else then gets distracted by the sudden light everywhere as uh, multiple chandeliers that hang from the ceiling um, and several different uh, sconces on the wall uh, ignite Me. at once. <laughs> Keep in mind, I'm gonna say it is, um, I'll say it's October 1999, but, uh, at the same time that everyone gets in, there is, uh, one person at the top of the, uh, I wanna say not the top of the staircase, they're actually towards a balcony, uh, on the right side when everyone first gets in who's uh, looking at the rest of the crowd and just kind of just kind of waiting for everyone to notice uh, that she's there. Uh, and when everyone finally does come in and just kind of like settle down a little bit, uh, the woman at the top of the balcony um, has a set of, uh, I want to say, it's kind of a gossamer-like fabric uh, layered over top of itself um, in sort of a like a Venetian ball gown kind of shape. She's maybe maybe in her early 40s. Um, she's got dark uh, chestnut brown kind of hair that's pinned back and kind of a, a, a regal stature to her as she kind of decides up everyone down there. She says, uh, welcome. I'm going to sign up, Margaret. <laughs> okay. I only say that because I'm going to whisper in her ear. It's okay. I don't trust you either. Um, and uh, she says, uh, it has been too long since I have had anyone in my home, and I am more than 
elated to invite all of you for your uh, your weekly retreat at uh, please don't fuck it up at uh, at Chateau d'Eternel. <laughs> she says it it's just meant to be an eternal castle. Um, I didn't name it, but I feel bad changing it. Um, says uh, I encourage all of you to explore, relax. You will not have to worry about food. You will not have to worry about drink. Your accommodations are all set up for everyone here. And if there's anything anyone would like to do, I have um, myself and my uh, staff to provide a list of activities if anyone wants. But for the most part, I was told to provide a space where everyone could um, decompress. And that is just what I'm hoping everyone Especially, she says, um, since there can be a lot of uh, tension that exists within your position, um, I also want you to know that if there's, uh, if there's anything I can do for you at all, uh, I am at your beck and call. Uh, you may call me Elizabeth. And uh, right next to her as well, you see something. There is a, there's a girl next to her with uh, that same kind of dark chestnut brown hair. And she's just looking kind of bored and just standing there. But uh, when Elizabeth turns to leave, she kind of gestures for the girl next to her to come with her. Uh, and uh, just just before she does, uh, she catches eye of specifically the cat. And she says something to her mom. Uh, but it looks like she can't stick around for very long. So she just kind of looks and looks over and looks at the cat, waves at the cat. Little cat <laughs> and then she she, she turns she turns around uh, and she gets really excited and then you see her disappear down the hall with um the other woman. When you cat me back her. Um, and it's probably right around this time that I'm gonna say that uh, it's it's Scott that comes over <clears throat> to you, Mr. Shoemaker, and he says, uh, "Excuse me, I think I might have seen you from somewhere. Are you um are you Edward?" Yes. Oh. I'm sorry, I'm looking at Mike, and he's looking, and he's looking at you like, he's gonna die. He's bringing, he uh, shouldn't say anything. He brings, uh, he brings his hand over to you for the, uh, for the handshake, and he says, uh, I'm Scott Callahan. I've actually, uh, heard a, a considerable deal about the, uh, the consultations that you've done for, um, the departments you've worked with. Uh, you have quite the impressive record. I appreciate the praise, and he's going to shake the hand. Yeah, it's Kenny, uh, I mean, just, like, he's still on his hand, he just kind of puts his hand, like, you do any of those cool tricks? Or... It's okay if it's not right now. I just, uh... Perhaps later. Alright, yeah, no problem. I, um, well, uh, I definitely love to catch up, and obviously you probably got a bunch of people chewing your ear off, um, but if you end up, uh, if you end up needing anything, or just want to hang out, uh, let me know. I'm with, uh, my, uh, uh work partner, over there, uh, and her cat. Gloria um, Scott. <laughs> uh, but if you guys want to, like, join us for food or anything like that, I, I, I think the itinerary said they're going to have dinner at, like, 7.30, so we've got a couple hours. Bye. Um, I hope to see you around. I mean, we are here for a whole week, so yeah. most likely will. Scott Callahan is now going to mingle. Um, what would everyone like to do for the next couple of hours? Just really fast, so I can, uh, so I can gauge... I can't really do much until I'm alone. Yeah. Well, not alone. Just me alone or with Margaret by ourselves. Yeah. 
Scott likes to keep an eye on you. And I like to stay on my cat phone so no one else knows about anything else I can do. You get, you get, uh... The only person who even had the smallest idea would be Scott, because I definitely terrorize him with other forms. Just, I'm, I do it without him seeing me. Like, I turn into a spider and fall up his leg and run away after biting him. That's pretty good. Um... <laughs> it's not poisonous, though, just so he thinks he was poisonous. Yes. There is really, I think, only one moment um, where you kind of like closer to the end of the night, you get a you get a chance to be on your own, and it's specifically because like Margaret gives you some of the rest of her food because you get your own food. You know, you're still a person. Yeah. Um, it's just you know like she she gives she gives you what's left of hers because it's kind of uh, she's got something on her mind, and there's like ten to fifteen minutes where uh, unfortunately. She leaves, and she shuts the door behind her, and uh, she doesn't let you see her where she goes. Although you are a cat, you can still smell the direction. She just makes an attempt to say, wait here, I'll be right back, okay? I just, uh, and she's gonna, um, she's gonna pat her pocket for a second. She said, wait, I just need to uh, get some air. She's been kind of nervous all day. Though I will say, um, it, it could be related to any number of incidents. Keep in mind, if this is Margaret when she's 22, then you're fully aware that she has uh, intense pride and temper issues. <laughs> um, she tends gets into, gets into a little bit of a little bit of a scuffle if she doesn't uh, keep herself in check. So I, so I wait a moment, mm-hmm. and then because she shut the door, mm-hmm. I only have two options to get through. Two options to get through. Mm-hmm. One, change my form. Two, blow the door up. Okay. What would you like to do, considering it's your first day? Well, unlike some of the characters I've played in the past, this one is rather intelligent as well. Yeah. Not like Nat, who's just... I'm going up. She's just nothing can stop me. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to change my human form for a moment. Mm-hmm. Do a big... A big stretch in human form. Mm-hmm. Remember to put on clothes. You know how transformations work. Oh, yep. She almost left, and then she remembered that. Yeah. There's stuff There's stuff packed up for you. And then she walks out the door. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea, just walking down the hallway. Just, Margaret, 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 Margaret. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we're going to pause on that for a second. Um, Mr. Shoemaker. Uh, you have a lot of options in front of you for things you could do. Uh, I want to know what does what does Eddie want to do? I think he's gonna explore first. Explore? Okay. All right. Fantastic. I unintentionally managed to keep managed to pick the right face for how she acts, which is youthful face. <laughs> yeah. Burning eyes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and the clothes don't really matter because Margaret set me up with something. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll me a different sharp, uh, Mr. Shoemaker. Nine. Okay, so on a nine, um, you see a little bit of something. You're pretty good at, um, I'll go ahead and give you this. You're pretty good at when you stop moving, um, it's harder to see you. You almost become kind of, instead of letting the wind move around you, it moves through you. Not quite like you're intangible, but more like... The way a tree kind of bends with the wind. Um, so as a result of that, you're able to you're able to notice without noticing, but 
which is probably how you see that same young girl that was near um, Miss Elizabeth walk uh, down a kind of a grassy knoll um, behind a hill and then just not emerge from behind that hill, uh, walking around closer to where you can get a vantage point but far enough away that you can just say that you're exploring uh, indicates that there is in fact just grass on the other side of that hill. Um, and that's that's what you notice. Uh, so I want to give you a little something. Um, <laughs> and then it's and then it's the evening. Um, so it's just about you, you've used most of the sunlight, I would say, and now it's starting to get around to the point where it's probably safest to be back. Um, air's starting to get a bit of that chill again. Uh, it hasn't quite turned into the October where things get bitey, but better off heading back now. Yes. Which is uh, probably how you notice there's someone outside. Different person. You didn't see them on the ship. Uh, you didn't see them in the castle. If you could, uh, Cody, describe your character, because you're just leaving the castle. Uh, I'd say they have, I'd say they got, like, longish, like, orange, like, a bit of an orange or red hair. Mm-hmm. Kind of hard to tell. Yeah. Um, they are I'm going to say smaller, mm-hmm. like what, 5'1"? They are almost skipping. Uh-huh. Almost. Got a youthful, youthful spring. And I don't know what kind of clothes Margaret picked out for her, considering she's like, she grabbed the stuff. Well, um, you, it... can, you can pack your stuff before you get on the ferry, so it can be up to you. Okay, um... You would have just packed it in her bag. I'm gonna say new place, feel most comfortable. She's probably wearing the clothes she likes the most. Mm-hmm. That would be the ceremonial clothes. So it's some sort of weird religious attire. Okay. <laughs> no idea what it is. Just that is what it. That's what, that is what it is. And they're still moving like this. So yeah, you see, you see the ceremonial robes of no particular religious type, but more of just a kind of a a mishmash, which means it's either. Uh, picked out with no regard for the religion, or it's so outside of your realm of knowledge that it's just a, a set of patterns that you don't recognize. The only thing I could think of while hearing the description is, "Oh, gods are in cult clothes." You see, a, you see, there's a short cultist coming up. Oh, skipping. You see a uh, you see a shorter woman in uh, uh, cult-like robes, uh, almost bouncing, looking for something. Um, Lucy, you can kind of hear a little bit of talking around the corner, but it's not distinct enough. You need to get just a little bit closer. So you haven't uh, noticed uh, anyone else yet, but... She stopped skipping and starts sniffing. Starts sniffing. Like, you see her go from... (laughs) You go from, (laughs) like, upright and excited to, it is now time to hit man. Well, seeing that, I think he's going to approach the situation, because okay. that's weird. Alright, um, roll your sharp against his, uh, uh ooh, what kind of sneak is this? Are you just, do you want to sneak the regular way, or do you want to tap into a little bit of that, uh, <clears throat> that, uh, elemental dauntedon? Why not be as light as the wind? Okay, alright, so it's, uh, it's Cody's sharp versus Mike's weird. Thirteen. Oh, oh you got me. Oh. <laughs> okay, so 
Lucy, you are as careful as the night. And because you have like those more nocturnal features to you that you can tap into at any point, the entire expanse of everything is available to you in your vision. Your only problem is you're so excited at seeing it, what Margaret is up to because you know it's something bad um, <laughs> that you don't realize uh, that there's someone behind you until, the only, until they say something. That's the only slight part of the excitement is until he got close, it looked like she completely became warm when she got when he got close. Still kind of you're like <laughs> <laughs> you're still prowling, but you're like <laughs> I'm gonna catch you. <laughs> Tell me to stay where I am. <laughs> she never said she would stay. Yeah, you never agreed, so it's not a lie. I'm trying to think what loud noise can make to startle. That's fair. And it's right up as, I would say, right up as Lucy almost gets within ear range and kind of hears, like, light conversation a little bit. Uh, it's just at that point where you're almost starting to comprehend it. So it's right around that moment that I would say. What kind of mischief do you plan on getting yourself into tonight? It sounds like a fucking ghost. It sounds like the ghost of Christmas past. This, this might be what she is. She jumps up and starts running. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know where she's heading? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. Then before that happens, I'll give you a little bit of dialogue. Thank you. If both of you would like to roll sharp. I completely believe. I believe the scaredy cat thing would happen after. Especially because of my senses heightened. Nothing is going to get past me. You got past me. <laughs> <laughs> You're hyper-focusing specifically sound, which makes the whispering that much worse. Two ones. Two ones. Mm, that, now I kind of want to use one point, because that one's bad. Yeah, that's lore. Well, yeah. not lore, but... It's a Luck point. Okay, alright. That's, uh, that's one out of three luck points that you've got. Yeah, fair, though. I got a five. Oh, you got a five. Okay, well... It's okay, I got a luck. I the, character, the character that can't lie got the info. So, I'll say, the, the reason, go ahead and mark that experience, like, go ahead and take that. Um, but I would say the reason is less because of skill and more because of timing. So, Lucy, you're able to hear things because you were there closer earlier. Yeah. So you just get a more, like, wider amount of things. Um, you had just stepped up. Um, but uh, you, you hear kind of like the middle of the conversation, it sounds like. Was it just Scott going, you know, you could have at least told me that you were going to do this. And she's like, well, if I would have told you, you would have told me not to. He's like, yeah, it's, this is, I don't want to say it's a bad idea. She's like, it's not a bad idea. He's like, if this is what you, you think it is, why not send somebody else? And she's like, well, we're the best. And you just hear like a long sigh. He's like, Margaret, we, we gotta be more careful. The last time, the last time we rushed into something like this, she's like, we were fine. And she's like, and I got healed up rather quickly. He's like, yeah, but you're, you're, you're young. You can still do that. And she's like, oh, you're not that much older. And he's like, okay, fair, but still. Um, he says, uh, listen, um, I want to, I want to help you as much as possible, but it's, it's a little hard just watching you get hurt. And she says, uh, well, it's 
part of the job. That's why we do this. He's like, that's not why I do it. And she's like, well, why do you do this then? Why are you here? He's like, because it's a job. You know, you don't have to put your whole life into it. She's, and there's just, it's very quiet. And she's just like, this, this job is my whole life. I don't have anything else. He's like, all right, come on. You know, that's not true. She says, I don't know what to tell you. I like, I literally don't know what to tell you. I have like, there are people, sure, but this is everything that I think about. This is what I want. I, she's like, I understand if that's not something that you want, but you know, I'm, I'm planning on staying here for as long as possible. And she says, uh, but it's, it's not even a big deal. Um, and I didn't even like, I, I just came out here to, to smoke. So, um, and she just kind of like pauses for a second. And I would say it's right around the time that you can hear her patting her own pockets a little bit with Scott going like, oh, did you, you forget the lighters? Yeah, I think I, I think I dropped it on the ferry. I don't know. I think I got taken. Oh, uh, by the way, so I'm just gonna add this a little bit because I think yeah. it's funny. Internally, she's like, she's essentially thinking, my God, I can be safe. I can take anything. I'm not scared of nothing. Not scared of nothing. Um, I thought you were going to say that Lucy's been taking her lighters. <laughs> Stop smoking. Get bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I didn't think about... I wasn't thinking about that. That's fair. Um, Lucy would absolutely hide things that would be detrimental to Margaret's health in the long run. She would either accidentally break it or she'd hide it. That's fair. Or throw it off the boat. Um, it's hard to see. It's mostly the hearing. You hear a little bit of just Scott going like, oh, well, hold on. Uh, and there's... Uh, a ruffle, and then like the the flick of a lighter, and he's like, "Oh fuck, mine's going too." She's like, "Did you use the last of your gas on your last cigarette?" And he's like, "Well, I have more cigarettes. It's just the last of the." There's that moment where there's like silence. You hear Scott like, well, "Hold on, just take this, come here." Um, and then it's at that moment where you hear uh, Mr. Shoemaker whisper behind you, which I assume still causes you to take off. She screams for more and runs off towards Margaret. <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, you're... Oh, She's gosh. Like, I don't... You know what? We're throwing out XP here. You guys are going to be here for three sessions. <laughs> roll, roll, roll. Roll me a plus cool. Oh, uh... Roll me a plus cool for how well this goes. Oh, that's a mixed. It's not bad. Of course, my highest stats. Mm -hmm. I rolled like garbage. My minus one cool, I got an eight. Okay. Um, oh, uh, she's absolutely going to tr going to run into Margaret. Yeah. Okay. And I'll wait before I'm panic talking. So, so um, on a mixed success, luckily no one falls over, but it might be the the trajectory of like how you're going and where you're moving that you kind of like just land directly into Margaret's back, um, which just kind of pushes them <laughs> both. Uh, it pushes them both over, um, but luckily Scott's tall enough to just kind of like stabilize the whole thing. And you hear him go, "Oh, amazing! She she came with. Hi, Lucy." Um, Hi. There's a very strong ghost. Very powerful ghost. Okay. I, right, right, I right, can touch. Right, okay. Hey, It's just Margaret. Just here you go. It's okay. It's all right. I got you. She's got like she's like petting your shoulders a little bit. There you go. Okay. Where's the Ghost. Scott's like, are we even sure this ghost? She's like, shh. Where's the ghost? <laughs> she points over to the direction she ran. At that point, he's just gonna start walking back to the door slowly. 
Okay. All right. Well, you gotta you gotta show us, okay? So you you're gonna you're gonna point out Mr. Shoemaker. <laughs> or she she's pointing off in the direction. She's pointing off in the direction. Um, they look behind you and they don't really like see anything because I imagine you coming around a corner. It's like so back that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, it's okay. Um, I'll go check it out, okay? And it's uh as as Margaret and uh, she walks past she's and you can see. Um, she she didn't drop it, although she almost did, because she had taken it um, at that point. Uh, it was a little crumpled, um, but it was still still going. Uh, she had taken it from her mouth into her hand to just kind of comfort you. She's got a lit cigarette in her hand. Um, and she walks past, and she walks around that corner. She says, she comes back around. She's like, that's just one of the guests. That's, I think that's Mr. Shoemaker. She was so startled that just for a second after she left, she was actually hiding behind Scott. Oh, that's adorable. Um, and she comes back around and she says, See, it's, it's nothing to worry worried about, but I'm glad you kept those eyes open. And why did you come looking for me? <laughs> Animal that can't lie. <laughs> you told me not to look for you, so I did. Okay, alright. That sounds about right. Uh, and she's, uh, she she turns back I and she says, um, I got nervous. Says, um, uh, Scott, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna walk her back to the room, but uh, he's like, no, it's it's fine. Uh, I've got a couple things that I need to do. Uh, and she she's okay, fine. Uh, and uh, she's like, okay, come on, let's let's head back. And hey, uh, maybe I'll uh, maybe we'll catch up with Mr. Shoemaker before he heads to bed. All right. It's okay. Listen, it's nothing to be afraid of. Promise? Um, promise. Hey, listen, you remember what I said, right? Always gonna be there for you. <laughs> I always said to don't hide your lighters. Don't hide, don't hide my, do you have my lighter? No. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> mind you, it was a second lit cigarette because Scott had one of his own. Uh, but she says, uh, I told you that I'd always be there for you. You don't have to worry. Um, he, there's a voice behind you, uh, uh, Edward, that, uh, it sounds, it sounds kind of like them, and it's, um, it, it, it's a woman's voice, and it's just, excuse me, Mr. Shoemaker? He's gonna turn around. Yes? I'm, I'm sorry if my friend bothered you. Um, That's the ghost. She tends, it's not a ghost, it's just a, it's just a guy. How do you know? Ghosts can take human form. She seems to think you're a phantom of some sort, and I think, uh... Look at how old he looks! I I think her sneaking around might have, um, put her on edge. I'm sorry if she bothered you at all. Oh no, it was more or less me just curious on what kind of trouble they might cause. They cause a lot of trouble. I was only eavesdropping. You can't do that all the time. I won't do it all the time. Um, roll me a plus sharp real fast. Oh, eight. That's decent, I'll give it to you. Um, not everything clicks together, but, um, it would coincide that Margaret's been a little bit sneaky today, because, uh, even though you packed, uh, your things in her bag, um, just because that was easier with bag checking, and you don't have that many things, um, when you guys were unpacking, uh, the first thing she did when she got into the room was take a small, like, 
thing out of it that you couldn't quite see and just like put it on her person in like a pocket somewhere and then just like not say anything and just zip the bag back up. So she's been a little, she's been a little secretive. She, you know, been secretive before, but this is a little bit different because she's not secretive with you. Okay, but uh, not, not in front of the ghost. <laughs> That's quite all right. Okay. She looks at you very suspiciously, <laughs> not yeah. trusting this at all. You're all gonna, uh, you're all gonna walk back to the room. Um, She's like watching his feet, making sure they're making noise. Mr. Shoemaker, if you could describe yourself. So he's more old-fashioned. He has the old-fashioned clothes. Mm-hmm. Probably from when he was like in his twenties. Cane or no cane? Cane, definitely. He doesn't need it for walk, but it is his focus, so he obviously wants to have it on his person. Yeah. Ah, he has fierce-looking eyes, Mm -hmm. albeit his face rather looks tired most of the time. It's just his age. He also has gray hair. That's what she called him old. Yes. Uh, relatively short, Mm -hmm. but still there nonetheless. No, four. No, four. I see. Maybe not a ghost. So as far as far as you can tell, these two are uh, just eccentric, normal um, eccentric friends. I, I will say as well, this is right around the time where uh, Margaret really only starts to come into her own when it comes to magic. So she is still very new. So in terms of presence, it's not so much that she has a glamour covering things, which is how it is later stages. More like. Um, and who knows what's going on with you? A lot. A lot. <laughs> but everyone, um, everyone heads to bed. Everything feels normal. Smoking's bad for you. It's next day yes. in the morning. The activity of the day is actually specifically a treasure hunt. And, um, I'm going to ask you guys this. Um, there's obviously something weird about the air. And this, you don't need to roll to sense this anymore. Um, problem is, and this is probably something that's going to be more alarming to Mr. Shoemaker, when things are weird, sometimes it's magical. And then sometimes you run into that issue where uh, when tensions are high, it creates its own kind of energy. It's not impossible for strong emotions to run kind of in the same pattern that um, magical currents do. So it isn't quite a full-fledged storm, but the air for this retreat is a lot tenser and a lot more complicated than you feel like it should be. You can feel this as well, you just can't feel the distinction. Something's up. Something's definitely up. And if it, if it was any way to tell 100%, it, it's up um, and sure it's affecting um, the people you came with as well. I'm not too sure what that is yet. What I wanted to ask you guys is knowing that, 
and knowing that there are activities today, uh, and that you were told that uh, Elizabeth will be uh, roaming the grounds uh, in case anyone would like to join her, what would you guys like to do? Hey, yo, what form am I in? Uh, what form do you want to be in? <laughs> Here's the thing. If Elizabeth is around, that's, that's the issue. Yeah. Because Elizabeth did not see me before. Yeah. And unlike everyone else, Elizabeth is the actual, like, house person. Yeah. So, for now, okay. I will roam the grounds as a cat with Margaret's permission. Um, you're given permission, uh, although it's a bit of a, a weird kind of permission, because she says, um, you know, if you need something, just kind of like, you know, don't, don't sneak over. Make yourself obvious to uh, myself and to, to Scott. She says, no sneaking up on Scott. <laughs> um, but it's a, it's a weird request because it's not a request you've gotten before. Usually it's just like, okay, yeah, just come back over when you're done. Not specifically let me know when you come back. Um, this is very important. Is it a request? It's a, it's not in order. As weird as it sounds, Margaret does not like giving you orders. Uh, it's one of her least, it is, it is one of her, she knows it is one of her least favorite things to do. So unless it would save your life, um, or if it was like absolutely necessary, she would do it. But otherwise, no. <laughs> you want to wave at it? <laughs> no, I don't want to wave your death flag. You sure? No, I'll hand you more. Thanks. So it, it is It is a, a kindly request, not a direct order. She gives She gives her the friggin' sus cat lawyer, like, I don't trust this. I, Margaret's just going to pretend that it's just a normal cat glare. I think I think this it's is probably... Lie. I think, uh... It's kind of sus. Interesting that there's a cat. I mean, there was a cat before. So I just cat that was meowing at sheep. Yeah, yeah. And walking with the rest of the group. And whispered to Margaret. Well, to, to, be, to be fair, you, in in any like other t- type of scenario, you really just trilled, and then she talked to you, which is par for the course for Margaret. <laughs> is it time to follow the kitty? Might be time for follow the kitty. Okay, where you want to go? What do you want to? What do you want to do? Knowing, uh, knowing that uh, you said you wanted to find or follow Elizabeth, or you could just in general investigate the mystery. Give me an investigative mystery as well, because it's not gonna be hard to follow her. Oh hey, what? That's a success. Okay. It's exactly seven. So you get to ask a question. 
That's a 13. Everyone rolling the dice. The, uh, the, the. Okay, what's your question? What's being concealed here? Okay, what's your question? Oh, you got two questions, didn't you? Let me ask you two questions. Okay. Uh, to oh, me. oh, I know what question to Margaret. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, this is the fucking best. <laughs> oh, I love it here. <laughs> These recordings are going to be so fucking good for me. <laughs> it's 1999. We're pre-breakup. I imagine what happened here. Okay, so we've got what's being concealed. What's here. being concealed here, and what happened here. Those are two very important different things. Mm-hmm. So it's the minutia of walking around that really brings most of the details. That you, um, a, a lot of investigations um, can be great big discoveries or important pieces of stuff like that sometimes it is rumination and constant going over of what's in front of you that kind of brings the conclusions you need um so you walk around and you follow the cat um and you'll be able to uh, get a little bit more information as uh, lucy discovers something but you feel you start to parse out that um that strange aura that strange tension um, and you can't quite uh, wrap your brain around it yet, but you felt it before. Mr. Shoemaker, have you ever had very close personal, like, friendships? Have, were you ever married? He has a family, so yeah. You have a family. Um, he left his family at home. <laughs> it, he left his family at home. They never knew what happened to the body. Oh, God. It's not quite a youthful energy, because youthful energy bits and pieces of that do surface, there is a yearning within the island, within and around it. It seems to exist within the air, and then it permeates the ground, but it it feels like a kind of a, like a longing, but one that's not just baked in, and like, not just baked in and old, but added on to new, refreshing itself, a building. And it's that feeling that you try to work and parse through um, in a situation that you're not sure if you've ever noticed before, that feels almost like it, almost like it hinges on the edges of regret, but not quite. It is as though something left unfulfilled is blocking away that fear and that despair, but at the same time, that holding back is building up an immense amount of pressure uh, to the point where you can feel it as if you felt the currents in the ocean. Very strange. It's around that same time that, uh, Lucy, you go over to a uh, small uh, hill uh, that feeds into itself uh, where a couple of sheep had kind of been like avoiding a little bit. Like, there had been a large group of them, and they had just been, like, walking up and around, and then just kind of, like, 
the, the as you watch them, the sheep part and then move around this part of just an empty patch of like regular grass and and then form back in as as if a like a rock was in the middle of that that they were just walking around like ants uh, and then they begin to to graze again. She definitely um, asked why they avoided that area. I would say if you ask uh, one of the sheep, Does they'll just say can't you like can't walk fall through. And she would go investigate that. It, it's around that time that you watch that cat disappear into the back of that same grassy knoll that that child had uh, went into last night. Um, Lucy, you enter into a large cavern uh, that goes uh, downward. It's uh, musty, but it's also got a very packed kind of earthy sensation. Because you can't see in the dark. There's a, a strange kind of rumbling kind of noise, but it sounds incredible and based on the echoing it seems like this cavern could go on for miles despite the way that the island is shaped so the only reasonable explanation and with a mix of stuff this is the most i can give you the only reasonable explanation is this is a cavern that turns and spirals for miles downward i need you to roll a plus cool one a market experience and this is going to be before um, Mr. Shoemaker can get to the entrance. Um, but definitely he would be able to see it. Um, you feel pressure that builds between your shoulder blades. And you can tell um, based on the way it kind of like raises your haunches. And it ruffles your feathers despite not being in the, your original form. That this is, this is fear. And it, it comes in, not like in waves, like the way adrenaline would take over. It comes in like the slamming down of a large iron door. Several that actually get closer and closer to you, like a wall of something is coming at you, despite the fact that you look, you're looking at what looks like nothing but empty air. Um, but that sound gets louder and larger, and uh, you have that compulsion to turn tail and run back out into the open daylight. That's exactly what she does. Okay. Uh, you're, uh-huh. you're, you're going to be running for a little while. What direction are you going in? The other one. The other one? <laughs> okay. All right. You're going to go, uh, you're going to, you're going to hightail it towards the edge of the island. Um, Get Mr. Shoemaker, you, from s- here. you saw Lucy, you saw this cat go in and then scramble out looking terrified out of its mind. Does the cat see me or no? I don't care about you. Too afraid. That's fair. I'm gonna go hide on the other end of the island. I'll be back when it happens. Okay. Alright. So that's probably gonna be your day. Um, yeah, because unfortunately, when she hides, she can take like any form. So she hides well. I kind of want to roll a flat luck roll. So what we're gonna do, odds are even. Even. Probably avoid the area. Probably avoid the area. Okay. Animals are good signs of things being wrong, and I'm one person. Yes. 
There's sheep running around it. And that cat just hightailed it out. That's bad. That's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you make your way back. And I'd say you're probably on the path going back to the castle. To the, to the part where, like, you had been exploring yesterday, but you had stayed within the bounds of what you considered to be, like, reasonable. So you get back to that area um, just enough to not, like, rouse any suspicion. Despite the fact that everyone was told to explore. Um, and you run into uh, Elizabeth, and she is walking on the path uh, on her own. Um, it, it looks as though uh, she's uh, lost in thought, um, although she does notice you uh, rather quickly. She says, oh, uh, good evening. Good evening. Uh, I trust that everything has been well. I don't believe I got the chance to make my uh, acquaintance with you. No, not yet. Everything seems to be going quite well. Sheep are a little acting a little weird, but I suppose that's only natural for animals. It can happen. We were um, considering bringing some uh, some cattle that's by on the next ferry ride. They've been having uh, so, some of them have been having digestion issues. Understandable. Have you been finding your stay to be comfortable? Is there anything that you needed? In- no, I've been enjoying it so far. Fantastic. She says, um, Mr. Uh, Shoemaker, was it? Yes. Would you mind, uh, before uh, it gets too dark, taking a walk with me? I tend to find the, uh, the stairs down behind the back of the chateau to be a little treacherous, though uh, that is one of the, the better ways to get to the cellar. I don't mind. Um... You guys walk uh, for a s- small while. Um, it's one of the places that you haven't explored yet. Uh, it, it, there are uh, stone steps at a certain point, as the road underneath it, although it had been dirt before, surrounded by grass, this is more of a laid out kind of cobblestone that heads around to the back of a... Uh, it's actually kind of surprising. It's a ragged cliff face. Um, that borders um, the back of the chateau. Um, and in fact, if you look farther out, um, that cliff face drops rather significantly. Keep in mind, the rest of this island has been covered in light sand and, you know, beautiful grass. This is more harsh, open wall of uh, sharp stone, rather high up as well. Something that you may not have noticed uh, when you originally came in on the ferry, considering the ferry came from the opposite direction. And uh, roll me a plus weird. I'm good at those. We. Eleven. It is not uncommon for uh, Mr. Shoemaker to experience things that he hasn't felt before, but... This, uh, this has a significance in that you're absolutely certain you've never seen this place. But you feel an immense amount of, uh, a large pressure of deja vu. Like the angle that you're looking at specifically looks like something you've seen before. Despite the fact that it makes little sense with the rest of the island, but I suppose any island can be built the way that it is. Um, 
it feels also as though the height that you're looking at from the top of those edges, maybe to the untrained eye would be five feet, not super unreasonable. This hill, this island does slope upward. Um, but the longer you look at it, the more it feels like, no, that's, this is a large drop. This is a hundred, 150 feet. And there's no coastline. It's just rock that goes down into rather turbulent waters. Um, the waters with which ever you had all been walking past and you had been hearing and been in tune with had been calm and beautiful and there had not been a cloud in the sky and yet you look down at this water and you feel as though if you looked up right now, you might be able to catch it. You would see giant gray, dark, billowing storm clouds, the kind that form directly over the sea in what you can only imagine it would have been like to be within the Odyssey, right before a ship gets taken under by, uh, I can't, I can't pronounce it, but that really scary monster that, uh, creates a giant fucking whirlpool. Charibus, that's what it is. Um, but yes, those are the, those are the feelings that you get as, uh, Elizabeth, uh, pulls a, a key from one of her pockets and she says, uh, I very much appreciate you accompanying me, and as she talks, that kind of vision just snaps out, and everything is back to the way it was. There's still that five-foot drop and that ragged rock, but otherwise, it is normal again. That sky, the sky feels clear. Uh, you can feel that sun from the sunset. She says, I appreciate you accompanying me. Um, I think I will be, uh, I think I will be all right from here. Uh, have a good evening. You as well. And she, uh, she's gonna, uh, unlock the the one uh, kind of shipwrecked looking wooden door uh, at the back of this castle and uh, enter it and pull, pull, pull on the door from the inside to close it shut. That will be the last you see of Elizabeth for today. Um, yeah, you're good. I just, uh, yeah. I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna find you. You don't have to find me. Technically, Margaret could just tell me to come. Oh, yeah, that's fair. So I'll say, uh, instead of teleporting you anywhere, you're at the edge of the beach. You're in the sand. There's, you know, sheeps that mostly leave you alone. Um, we're gonna roll on the random, uh, random luck meter. Uh, roll me a flat roll. Oh, yeah. Six. You think you might see something in the water, but that's about it. Um, could have been dolphins. Uh, but at some point you feel that, like, it's kind of like the chiming of a bell in the distance. Um, a bell that you know only you can hear. And it's coming from, uh, it's coming from the castle. She very cautiously gets out of the hidey hole. Uh-huh. Like this little scouring. There's a little, there's a, there's a tiny crab on your Voice clear. Click, 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 click. I don't see anything, miss. Thank you for your service. Arr. As soon as the car gets down, she runs off. Away. She runs back to the castle. Um, it, you, uh, you get back. It's just Margaret, although you can see that, uh, 
in the distance, you think Scott's walking down the hall, uh, she turns over to you and she says, Hey, so, uh, did you see anything cool or interesting? Why are you covered in furs and sand? I was hiding. What were you hiding from? It's... Oh, okay. It was... Scary. It was scary all the way down to the real me. Oh. Where did you go? A cave and a hill. A cave and a hill? Did you see anything? They went deep. Hmm. There were noises in the cave that went on forever. Hmm. She hears you say that and she says, uh, so there's, you saw a cave and it made you afraid. Did you see anything else? Was anyone with you? No, it was just me. Just you. I saw a crab, the sand, the device. I'm gonna have you do it again. Roll me a plus sharp. Oh, wait, five. Oh, five. <laughs> Market experience. I'm never gonna know. You're never gonna know. She plays it off too well. I'm going away from the wall. Wow, Sam. I'm out of sharps. I failed this roll. <laughs> um. It's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll just ask. I'll just ask the one question. Okay. Are you mad at me? No, I'm not mad at you at all. Why would you think I was mad at you? Because you're hiding things. Oh, no, that's. That has nothing to do with you, I'm sorry. It's just, uh, it's something I'm trying to, uh, work out on my own. Um, plus it, uh, says it, in a, in a strange roundabout sort of way, it may actually help us figure out what's going on on the island. Um, she says, but, no, I'm, I'm not upset at you. Uh, how about we try and do a little bit of exploring on our own tomorrow, okay? Okay. Okay. Alright. Well, come on up. You haven't eaten yet. She jumps up. Okay. Alright. And, if you ever need to, I know, uh, I know Scott's been noticing that you've been nervous. Um, he's, he, he doesn't quite always know what to say, but I do know that he wants to make sure that you're safe too, so if you ever need anything, you can ask him. I know, I know. You get, you, you get pet a little bit. She says, you know, he's not, he's not that bad of a guy. Oh, I'll be sweating real soon. Thank you. Um, and uh, you guys. Except are... when he flips with you. Um, she's gonna. Uh, you guys are gonna head back to the room, and uh, everything's gonna be good again for the evening, for the most part. Uh, Edward, knowing that the tension is existing on the island, uh, how well do you do you sleep? Because you've been around magic for a very, very long time, so it's not unreasonable to say that you would be able to fall asleep okay. But that tension is going to grow, and you're going to feel it like the way that you would feel your bones on a rainy day when you wake up in the morning. Lucy... Uh, you wake up and Margaret's on in her bed. Hey, you're good. Yeah, you're good. 
Traces of Margaret. Where is she? Where is she? Where is she? For like five seconds, she turned into a bloodhound just to track track the scent. Oh, okay. All right. Tell you what. Uh, roll me and investigate a mystery plus weird. Oh, with the plus weird, that's an eleven. Oh, okay. What are the questions you're asking? Mm, yes. What a tough one to ask. Can <laughs> mm, I see the thing here? If you said a thing, we get two. Well, no, no, I said one, right? You get two. I imagine you're going to ask, where did it go? Oh, of course I'm ask that, but I get two questions. But to quickly move back over yes. to Edward for a second, yeah. I, I imagine he burns some incense to try to at least dispel it in his room. Okay, alright, so you're going to try and uh, just kind of eliminate it. I'll let that be a use magic roll, if you'd like to try. Three. Ten. Oh. Sorry. Okay. I didn't mean to interrupt you like that. You're good. Turns out the two questions I want to ask go together. Which is, where did it go? And what was it going to do? Aw, yeah! <laughs> okay. Edward, you successfully managed to uh, burn uh, incense to kind of clear the tension in the air. And it works in the immediate vicinity of your living quarters. And I'll, I'll go ahead and say that that gives you a little bit of insight. I like to imagine that Edward is not a man of regrets. Not, not as in he's not a man of many regrets, as in he has come full circle in that he does not find a need to regret anymore. Um, and he has that peace with himself. Um, so tapping into that and knowing that something is weird but it is external, gives you that sort of comfort. But you remember that you you feel yourself fulfilled and that tension clears out from the immediate room. You also have the knowledge that that wasn't just in your head. That magic left almost as soon as you started feeling fulfilled within yourself. Interesting. Yes. Um, so, Lucy... You catch her scent pretty quick. Um, uh, she left some. She left her bag open, although you can't seem to find that thing that she took with her. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not time to play dress up as Margaret. <laughs> no, it's not time to play dress up as Margaret. She's got this really pretty green dress that she never wears. That you know she bought for a special occasion and then just put it in her closet and never did anything with it. And. It's pretty nice. She'd probably pretty be pretty upset if she found out that you wore it at any point. But luckily but she, she doesn't need to know that. She doesn't need to know that and she doesn't ask. I had to make sure it fit her. <laughs> it would have looked great on her. It would fit too her. Bad, well. Too bad for some reason she put it up in her closet and never did anything with it. Yeah, that's why on vacation she puts it back in the bag. <laughs> undeniably her uh, and it goes 
down the hall, and it moves around. She does have to revert back to cat, though. She does have to revert back to cat form. That's probably what saves you, considering um, you actually managed to duck around a couple, like, feet and everything else like that. And everybody's like, oh, it's a little kitty cat. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's just with the group. Um, <laughs> it's a little kitty cat. Pull over some up. Yeah. Keeps going. Um, but you also, like, hear a smaller voice. It's just like, uh, oh, it's the kitty from before. And it's, she's just like, and you, you don't see her, but you hear her. She's like, you came from that room. Okay. Uh, and and th that's like that's the uh, that's the last you hear of that voice. It's okay. I'm considered Margaret, so I don't want to factor in what that could mean later. Yeah. You uh, you head out to uh, it's one of the it's one of the edges of the castle um, where you noticed uh, that there was a slight like um, I mentioned those parts of the castle that kind of come outward a little bit and they usually have those windows on them. And you see from the inside of that, it's one of those small little outposts. Um, and the window is open and you can hear, it, it, it's definitely her, but there's like talking and like a little bit of, you think, laughter? Not, uh, not hearty, very light. And uh, you, you walk over to uh, one of the doors and you can kind of hear that, that dialogue again. Um, and there is just like the faintest smell, you think, of, uh, of cigarette smoke. Maybe maybe that's why the window's open. Um, it's not totally, you're not totally sure. You can kind of hear them a little bit. And you hear, uh, hear Margaret go, something's gotta be up. Uh, you hear Scott go, what, with like, she's, well with, the castle, and he's like, oh, yeah, uh, she says, um, when, um, when we were walking yesterday, uh, Elizabeth seemed off, he's like, well, she could be tired, or, you know, not every, um, he says, like, not every weird thing has to originate from the, the weird host, and there's, like, a look of, there's, like, just, like, silence, he's like, although... <laughs> I can feel the stare. <laughs> He's like, although, it, it, I guess it, I guess it could happen. We hear uh, Margaret sigh a little bit, and she says, um, "There's definitely something going on here, um, and I want to be able to investigate it well enough. Um, but if this isn't something you're comfortable with doing, and Scott's like, no, you, you ask this every time, and I every time, what's my answer? And she's like." That you're gonna you're gonna keep going. She, he's like, yeah, I'm not. I don't know why you think I'm going anywhere, but I'm I'm really not. Um, How dare he say no? <laughs> How dare he not? How leave? dare he not go home? I hate him. <laughs> it, um, but it's just guy says, listen, I know I said that I just do this for the sake of the job, but that doesn't mean that I don't want things to go well. Um, he says, uh, truth be told, like, I had a feeling that something weird was probably going to happen, and I still wanted to show up on the island, because I figured regardless of whether or not I went, you know, you would go. She's like, well, yeah, probably. Um, he says, um, I have been meaning to talk to you, I haven't gotten the chance, and 
this is probably the only time that I'm not going to be able to like say anything uh, uh, like around uh, around Lucy and she's like Lucy's 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 protective um, and she says I think I don't know if this is the best time he's like yes but th there's not gonna be uh, another time Is there a door? yes <laughs> all right I'm gonna wait for just a second okay I know we've, we've talked in the past about the fact that, you know, we're both agents and eventually I could potentially become the director and that leads to a lot of different issues within, within like, our departments. And she's like, I don't actually know what you're referring to. And he's like, and I know you're lying because this is, I just don't know why it has to be so difficult, you know? I wouldn't do it really, it's just his eye, and I would, like, scrape on okay. the door. Okay, you're gonna scrape? You can, yeah. Are you gonna scratch at the door the way Percy scratches on the door? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, almost immediately, there's there's just a, a complete silence. You continue scratching on the door, and then the door opens, and it's Scott, and I can't even tell you the kind of look on his face, so I'm just gonna let you theater of the mind it. Uh, and it's, uh... She just stares up at him. And it's just, uh, it's just Margaret, and she says, uh, Lucy, how did you find me again? Okay, alright, well, did you need anything? It's like 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> you usually sleep until, like, 8 or 9. <laughs> she comes inside the room and claws up with Margaret again. <laughs> Thank goodness for that wool coat. <laughs> um, the other thought process I have is climb up Scott and then jump to Margaret. That made me laugh. Oh, that's also pretty good. Because I don't know if she'd have the wool coat yet, but he definitely has something. So you climb up him. He's already irritated with you. But before he can do anything, you jump off of his shoulders and into her arms. She's just like, oh. You've been really, you've been really worried these past couple of days. Um, and Scott's like, maybe she's sensing something within the island. Margaret's like, you know, I think you're right. <laughs> I think we got in, I think, um, there, I think there's, I think she might be our best bet at finding where we need to go. Scott being sarcastic. <laughs> Margaret, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Um. That's the funny part, Scott. Correct. <laughs> uh, it says, uh, but, uh, before we do that, uh, let's go get breakfast. And, uh, I might, uh, make a stop at, um, uh, at Edward's room, because I think, uh, I think he might be able to help us if we let him in on the situation. Um, so, uh, Scott goes first. Uh, you and <laughs> Margaret, you and Margaret go behind him. <laughs> There's a good, like, five paces between the two of you. <laughs> Do you want to be held or do you want to walk near her? That's something you're going to be asked. Oh, well, okay, all right. Um, you guys get to Edward's. There's nothing new with Scott. You, you guys get to Edward's door and Scott. Uh, Scott kind of like scratches the back of his head and says, "I'm gonna." Oh, scratches the back of his head. <laughs> <laughs> Keep at his distance. <laughs> he just had uh, Paul's leech. You like swat at the air at him, and he's like, "I'm not gonna throw a cat. I'm not gonna throw a cat. I'm not gonna throw a cat." Technically, she's as smart as a human is. Technically, 
Smarter even. <laughs> I do have a plus two shot. She's one away from Max. Okay. Alright, so um you're gonna hear a knock on your door and then uh little bit of you'll hear this but basically Scott turns to both of you and he says um, I'm gonna uh, make sure that there's some seats and there's some food left uh, but uh, you know uh, when you guys are ready go um, I'll be uh, over in the I think the, the main dining hall um, and he just kind of uh, he, he looks a little dispirited uh, but he uh, he, he walks away and then um what do you do, Edward? Uh, put out the incense, because I imagine he just lit one in the morning when he woke up, mm -hmm. and then goes and answers the door, smelling of incense. You, uh, your smell of incense uh, almost nearly overpowers uh, the smell of what was definitely cigarette smoke. Um, but uh, it's, uh, it's the woman you had talked to last night, I think? With, oh no, or the night before, mm -hmm. uh, with uh, the cat that you had seen uh, in her arms. And she says, uh, hey, do you, uh, uh, well, good morning. Um, do you have a minute to talk? Come in, I suppose. Okay, all right. Uh, she's going to uh, she's gonna enter in and just like blink her eyes a little bit because there is it's quite dry in this room now with all the incense. <laughs> oh, poor Lucy. <laughs> you can't smell shit right now. If you'd like, I could open the window if it's too much for you. It's scratching her eyes. Not scratching her, like, rubbing her eyes. Yeah. So, Mr. Shoemaker, I'm sure you might be aware that something strange is happening on this island. Um, I came here to ask for your help in finding out exactly what that is. I had been given some reports, um, uh, my own research that I do as a personal aside. Um, about people that had come to this island um, and had uh, very strange experiences or more often than not reports of family members or friends that had arrived at this uh, this island and then came back completely changed different from the people they were before and that more often than not activates sort of a, uh, a warning signal so um, I was just hoping to uh, maybe let you in on this mission I'm trying to do because I know there's something here and I'm worried that nobody checks it out, um, that people could get seriously hurt. And I assume Scott was his name, correct? Yes, yeah. I assume Scott is also helping you with this. Uh, yeah, he is. Um, she uh, she looks for the right word. She says, um, we've been able to find a couple of theories and um, test them out. And for the most part, um, it looks like what this may be is some form of uh, something to do with, I want to say, personal magic. Like uh, energy that exists around the person and exists around the connections we make with others, it, it tends to form those bonds. You might have, you, you've definitely heard of them at the very least. 
um, the stronger our connection with somebody, generally the, um, the, the stronger kind of magic you can channel through it or use to rely on it. Uh, for instance, myself and uh, Lucy, you get, you get a scratch on the top of the head, um, we have a particularly strong bond um, and that allows for some um, rather large magic to be channeled in a, in, a, in, in a more stable means. I feel like whatever is going on is attempting to manipulate that, though I have not figured out exactly how and to what purpose. Though usually the three big purposes are gain power, hurt people, um, funny. <laughs> Look me in the eyes and tell me those aren't the three reasons for evil. <laughs> you forgot about the fourth one. What's that? There's no reason. Well, I appreciate you bringing up this to me, considering I've had a couple of odd occurrences happen to myself. I will definitely be more than willing to lend you any aid that I can. She gives you a business card. <laughs> Alicia got it from somewhere. Um, she keeps the business cards on her person. She's not even like in her formal wear. That's right, also, Margaret doesn't leave her room still wearing her sleepwear. That's not something she do. Yeah. Except for the one time she turned 19, but she's 22 right now. Maybe it's a young person thing. Maybe she should wear the bean dress for it. <laughs> <laughs> Staying in the plastic that's why with I, the tag on. That's why I don't I, care if the store I bought it from is closed. That's why I packed it. <laughs> that's why I packed it. To keep it in the plastic. <laughs> Definitely not to potentially wear it. If she ever like looks through those bags and she doesn't bring it, then it's in Lucy's bag. <laughs> then it's in Lucy's bag, just in case. <laughs> Um, Lucy figures she has enough room. That dress is so, uh, it's so funny because that dress is almost more canon than the character herself. Because <laughs> I put that dress in that closet and I was like, I'll do something with this later. Turns out it really is just like the thing that you, you wear when you think good things might be happening, but they haven't happened yet, so we're going to put it back in the closet. God <laughs> damn. Um, so, it's the third day? Fourth? Yes, it's the third. Mm -hmm. It's the third day. Because we showed up the first day, we went to sleep, and yesterday we had all, the, all that shit happen. Okay, okay. alright. So, you can now roll me a plus weird, and I'll have you roll me a plus weird. Because I imagine your plus weird is higher than your plus chart. Eleven. And I'll have Margaret roll plus chart. I'm really happy now that I have this dice. Yeah. Right now. Aww. Fifteen. It's I'm a cat. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Okay, so Margaret doesn't notice anything. Uh, you got a fifteen? Did you get fucking what the hell? I rolled two sixes. Lower than Michael, I got an eleven. Okay. <laughs> Only an eleven. Yeah. Rookie numbers. Lizards, dude. <laughs> Five thirteen guys when they see a six one dude. <laughs> so, Mr. Shoemaker, you do what you do best, which is you relax when you're in that dining hall and you let people mingle. Um, and you have that, uh, and I'd say 
cat has that unassuming quality as well, but if you're the expert at anything, you're the expert at hearing things that you're not supposed to hear. People feel too comfortable within their surroundings to notice that you're hearing them, almost to like they think, oh, well, you know, his hearing probably isn't that great. Too bad for them, it's fantastic. <laughs> you can hear people talking on the winds. And there's a couple things that both of you guys notice. You, Lucy, notice something very particular. One, Margaret isn't paying attention to you. She's been talking to Scott a lot more than she was on the ferry ride or before when she was packing her stuff and, you know, she was even complaining about it a little bit while you guys were packing, you know, everything felt comfortable, that, that, and now, like, you know, you gotta constantly tap her to ask for her bacon. Um, <laughs> now I gotta go. Yeah, you gotta pat her on the face. She usually, she's usually more attentive with you. But in addition to that, there are multiple dining tables. And you can kind of tell a little bit that people sit within, like, little cliques. And they're mostly cliques of two. Um, keep in mind, these are all people that work, for the most part, together. Um, or some people brought like they were allowed to bring a plus one but from what you can tell nobody's married um one of the bigger things that you notice mr shoemaker is more on the waves of the winds because you can tell people talk but there is an awkward kind of stiltedness to it like it sounds like there's something obvious that needs to be said but nothing is being said and then you start to pick up on individuals um who speak as if though they had lost something in their lives specifically because they didn't go look for it. Um, one of them talks about how they've been in sales for 40 years, but they have this playwright that sits on their desk and collects dust as if it were an Olympic sport. Um, uh, others talking about how, you know, they, they reminisce about people that they had almost been in very serious relationships with, but their own fear of change had caused it to dry up pass away or move on um and you start to pick up that pattern if only because every time that that wind picks up on those sort of sentiments of i should have done this or it could have been like that or the biggest one that rolls around which is what if you feel a gust of that pressure like hot air like 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 a dry heater vent and it's every time that you hear that, that stiltedness, that thing left unsaid, that regret put out into the air, um, it, it culminates and that heat doesn't go away, it just moves. And it moves down into the ground. The ground feels warm under your feet after maybe half an hour of people talking about things that they're too afraid to say. Um, and then at some point, uh, it's probably right around when Mr. Shoemaker, you're making the realization that something is, something is collecting this pressure, and around the same time that uh, you're just going to start eating off of her plate because she hasn't even noticed you put a paw in her eggs. Um, it is my food now. It is right around that time that at the edge of one of the the corners of that dining hall, you can hear a fight break out. It's actually a very specific kind of fight. She looks up the stuff, she looks... It, 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 
two, three people are fighting. It looks like it's um, two men and a woman, and the men are mostly arguing um, with like the woman trying their hardest to mediate. There is there is a little bit of like accusations thrown around. There's defensiveness. There's just like a, a, a plea for this to calm down, and all of that pressure kind of just like swirls and spirals. Time for Edward to get in some trouble and start blasting. Start blasting. Um, like this. Do you want? Do you guys want to wait for the fight to resolve, or do you want to? Uh, I actually have a solution. Okay. I'm eating. Evan's got this. There's some, there's some rather jealous accusations being thrown around. So you said they're in the hallway? Or close uh, to it? They're in the corner of the dining hall. Like. How badly do I want to scare people? Ooh, that depends. There's a lot of people in this dining hall. No one's going to know it was me, though. Oh. Because all I have to do is make some hand movements under the table while gripping my staff. <laughs> Don't have to say a word. Don't have it to have any consumables. In between them, I'm going to roll first. Okay. That's a nine, meaning that there's going to be a it's glitch. Gonna have a glitch. But it's fine. Go ahead, go ahead and pick your glitch. Four. Actually, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you pick it. Technically, this is a uh, kick some ass with weird instead of tough because it's combat magic. Oh, okay. Uh, what's the uh, intended goal? Ice wall in between of them. Ice wall in between them. Whoa. It's about to get frosty in here. So, um, you summon this wall of ice, and uh, what's the glitch? Um, I'm gonna say it's of short duration. Okay, alright. So, um, you summon this ice wall uh, between them, which kind of like pushes them both back, uh, and considering the wall isn't very, like, long. It doesn't hit the woman in between, um, but it kind of just causes everyone to, like, freeze in place. Like, what the fuck is this? What is this? And then almost immediately it, like, disappears. Um, but the, the coldness, it's the shock and it's the coldness, because I mentioned that this pressure and this tension is the equivalency of warm, dry air. So this ice comes in. And then it almost immediately melts away, and then that water dissipates into the into the air. So there's like a little bit of humidity, but for the most part, it's like a cool breeze, and it causes every everyone that was fighting, all all three of them, to just kind of like relax a little bit. And then everyone else is like, "That was really, really, really weird. Did anybody anybody see that?" Tapping Margaret's face. Definitely noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but Lisa wasn't paying attention to Margaret. Yeah. So she like, did on instinct immediately turn around and did that. Yeah. You're, you're already tapping her in the face. She's like, no, no, I saw, I saw, I can, I can see that. I'm. She's like, I'm paying attention. <laughs> why are you X looking at me? Why are you looking at me like that? X to death. Uh, Margaret leans over to you, Ed, uh, Ed and she says, uh, any idea, uh, that might have been. I wouldn't worry about it. Mm, well, hopefully that's the uh, the last fight we see from them. Um, you know them at all? No. 
I just, I, I might have picked up on what's going on around here. Just a little. Well, hopefully we're arriving to the same conclusion, though I might be a bit biased. Um, that guy over there, uh, Clint, uh, is the son of the director of the Department of Defense, and uh, he and I have gotten into a couple fights in the past. Uh, this may be something to talk about later. Yeah, pro probably. This, this seems like it was something completely different. Though, uh, what it is, and she just like takes a sip of her drink, she's like, we're probably going to need to uh, escalate our investigation. You put so much hair in my fucking food. The food that's almost gone. She's still eating it unabashedly. Both paws on the fucking plate eating the eggs. Complains about the hair. I'll fix it. Oh, that's fine. You know, if, if you don't want these eggs anymore, it's... if you don't want these eggs, dragging the plate closer. <laughs> but uh, Scott leans over uh, and he leans over towards you, uh, Lucy, and he says, "Like, uh, is, there any she up is there any chance we could get you to follow the?" Hostess. Maybe not right now, but maybe later today. She like, kind of goes, hey. like, like, she's doing the thing with like, maybe, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> she looks up at him. Wait. Tell you what, he's gonna lean over real because he says, Fair, fair, favor, what do you need? No, she, has, she has to whisper to Margaret. Oh, what's that? She's gonna whisper to Margaret to tell him, Favor okay. later. Uh, okay, alright. She jumps down. Okay. Cat, oh. cat leaves. She's gonna do the, she's gonna do the catwalk. You know the kind where it's like, ready for the mesh strap. Um, you, Edward, you're you're definitely certain at this point that this cat is a familiar, but it's a very specific kind because this one seems incredibly intelligent and very bold. <laughs> Most familiars are a little bit less uh, bombastic. This one's definitely got a personality. And considering the fact it shares names with the person that I met the other day, yeah. that there's a possibility. Yeah, it's a possibility. Oh yeah, it's all coming together. <laughs> Once that kind of like settles down, um, I'm gonna go ahead and have you, uh, let's see, how do you want to go look for Elizabeth? Mm. She seems like the type of person to stick to routine. Mm. So she'll probably be out in the yard around again. Mm -hmm. So probably linger around there, watch for like bushes and such, waiting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Alright. Okay. So... Roll me plus sharp. And take a plus one. Because I think that's a good idea. Fuck. I fail. Really? Even with a plus one? That's six. Fuck. You hide really well. It's not a matter of you don't. Also, I level up. Nice. You, you. It's not a matter of you don't hide. Uh, you hide extremely well. Um, problem. You. Uh, you get really into like watching everything and everything else like that. You start to realize you might have a blind spot behind your left ear because uh, you get picked up and like the hands that pick you up are much smaller than adult hands, and you see you go. I got you. <laughs> Key. Lucy is now conflicted. <laughs> On one hand, she has to go take care of something so she can get a favor from Scott. On the other hand, she doesn't want to like, screw me from the little girl. 
You're gonna get cradled baby style and she's like, okay, alright. Now we're gonna now we're gonna go explore. Says, says, come on. And she's just gonna she's just carry you with her. This is my day. This is your day. Um because <laughs> uh, she, she she will lock her in the box here, because if she like mm-hmm. scratches her or something too, yeah. then go tell grandma or something. <laughs> go tell grandma and grandma's gonna get out the bath. <laughs> the broom. The, the spiked broom. Can't do anything too Ooh. intelligent, because even the little girl could get suspicious depending on what it is. Yeah. Definitely can't turn into something else. Thought snake for one second. Um, so I'm just gonna be with her. She's just gonna be a cat. Yeah. Okay, no problem. What's plus to charm? Eh, it's only a plus four. Actually, no, now it's gonna be plus two. Okay. Alright. Wait, hang on. I don't know if I can do that. Uh, Mr. Shoemaker, um, you're still at the dining table with uh, Margaret and Scott. What do you, uh, and this is probably Margaret that's going to ask you, she's like, what do you think our next move should be? Finding somewhere else alone to have a conversation. Oh, okay. Alright, that's a good idea. Um, all three of us? Yes. Okay. There might be, uh, there's a small hill over towards the entrance, but far enough away from the docks. Um, actually, probably closer to under the docks is the, the best spot, because it has the, uh, the least visibility from the castle or the ships, um, but uh, that 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 should work pretty well. We can go explore that area. Oh yeah, I know where it is. But she just gonna she's gonna get up and she's gonna leave. Just Scott's gonna rub his eyes for a second and he's gonna get up. And he says, "I got I got to piss. I'll be right back." <laughs> <laughs> They're making this man want to go back to smoking. <laughs> he quit. They're making him want to go back. <laughs> I gotta go piss. I gotta go piss. He's... Uh, I guess he'll just... I don't know, have a coffee and... You guys will be able to eventually head down to those docks, though. And uh, true to form, they are uh, very dark and very secluded. Um, and you guys are able to just kind of like... Uh, set up really fast there, and Margaret does a quick perimeter check. Um, <laughs> seems to be uh, something she knows how to do pretty well. Like I mentioned before, um, most of her non-magical skills involve location scouting. Um, so she comes back over and uh, she says, uh, that should be uh, that should be as good as it's gonna get. Um, so what, what happened? Did you see anything? I didn't see anything. I sensed it. Okay. The emotions. They are gathering them. Okay. Alright, so. The ice wall was my ploy at trying to cool down the situation quite literally. Huh. Yet there was... Okay, I did notice that change in temperature. It's drawing on emotions. Hmm. Specifically, people's pasts. Pasts that they wish they could change. The what-ifs. I guess the bigger question is why or where is it going? Down. Down. And I imagine their logic is something along the line of feelings or energy and energy is power. 
or they're trying to conjure a manifestation? Um, I have reason to believe that Elizabeth has some sort of hand in what's going on. It's going to sound kind of strange, but, um, I've, and she's, Morgan's gonna struggle for words for a second. She says, um, I've noticed that Elizabeth herself, although she is congenial, seems rather cold. Although I haven't been able to see her interact with her daughter that much, um, she gets very uncomfortable around displays of compassion. Um, and it appears like if what is building is animosity or specifically tension, then the, the relief of or positive emotion in general may be something she's trying to avoid. I don't know how far that extends, but it may be good to keep in mind. If they're avoiding positive energy, what do you think they're doing with all the negative? If they're avoiding positive, I would think that they crave negative. So it's the word crave. I'm going to roll a plus sharp. You also roll a plus sharp. And we're going to have a joint roll. Oh, I'm glad I moved it instead of re-rolling. That's double sixes. They did better than I did because I got a six. What? That's three sixes. That, that, okay. That's 18. I know where I'm taking the cat. How? <laughs> <laughs> um, How? So uh, instead of any sort of grassy, That's where it is. instead of any sort of grassy knoll or cave or anything like that, um, you actually get carried outside for a little bit, and you can tell like with how quickly um, that uh, this girl is running. She says, uh, "My name's Olivia, by the way," um, and she says, uh, "My favorite color is blue. I really like otters. Um, uh, I think my mom's a witch, um, and I'm just, I'm gonna let you meet her, and I'm gonna let you meet her dog." Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna let you meet her dog and my little baby sister. I can't show you my older sister. She's in boarding school right now. I think she's also a witch. Oh, but I'm gonna, sh I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you the rest of my family. You're really cute. I want a cat. Let's go. <laughs> and she's gonna go out to the back of the door and she's gonna open the door and she's gonna come down with you. Uh oh. But uh. What's up? So. I connected some dots. Oh. You connected some dots. You connect some dots with Margaret. She hears it all at the same time. She's like, oh. She's feeding on cravings. So this is... An energy vampire. It's an energy vampire! Let's go! I said I wouldn't do it, but give your future self a token. The th oh, wait, let me give you the key. The three children also <laughs> made me realize that... Uh... Oh. <laughs> do you realize what I'm yeah. pointing at? children the the middle one being olivia mm -hmm. okay all right so uh funny thing that's gonna happen is there's gonna be you're gonna hear it uh edward um because it's gonna sound kind of like a little bit of a whistle or margaret's gonna make a noise that should be a whistle but kind of sounds like the um the the, the tingling of a bell and you're gonna hear that bell sound go out into the into the world, and then it's gonna fly back. Like that sound is going to fly back to her. She's like, 
Oh, that's never happened before. Uh, I, and she's gonna look very, very weird. She's like, I, I can't reach Lucy. Um, <laughs> Lucy, you're gonna get carried down, uh, towards these, um, these damp stone stairs, um, with these ancient torches on the wall that light themselves like automatic lights when she walks past them. And she cradles you in her arms as, as you're bouncing a little bit. It's okay. If this little girl gets suspicious of me, I have a backup plan. Yeah. Which is turning to an otter. So far, so good. If only because you haven't done anything yet other than, like, be a cat and lay there. Olivia introduces herself. Uh, she talks about her sister being in boarding school, which she's uh, uh, kind of excited about, but she doesn't tell her mom that she's excited about it because her sister's kind of mean to her. But she really likes seeing her baby sister because uh, she's just a baby, but it's a little hard to get to her, so you have to go down really far. Uh, and you move down, like, several flights of stairs. It feels like it goes on for a really, really long time. Uh, until there's the point where there is no outside light. Like, there was some going down, and then, <laughs> and, and then you've got dark vision. And uh, she says, oh, we gotta be kind of quiet. We gotta be kind of quiet because she likes to sleep a lot because she's a baby. Um, and be because uh, Rex is still asleep. But he should be waking up soon. Mom said she, he's going to be waking up soon. He says, uh, I forget the name she calls him. I call him Rex because I always wanted a dog named Rex. Uh, but now I got a cat. Um, for now, you're probably you probably belong to somebody else. I'm not gonna steal somebody's cat. But look, uh, and she's gonna hold you up, and she's gonna look over there. And my guy, that's the fucking dragon. <laughs> hey, 